Can you imagine the marketing and like toy lines that are going to come after that? Just the candy itself. Sugar Daddy Serial Killer. Get yours today. Hello and welcome to Can We Save the Cat? Where we decide if we can save the cat or scratch the cat after we go there through are a breakdown. ways to skin a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, we got some ideas here. Who wants to go first? I definitely Ooh. want Dana to go first. Are you sending us an image that inspires you? Yes. Okay. So this week, a friend of mine sent me a photo of these beautiful plants that are called lithops. And uh, it made me think of, they really look like a little acapella group. They're these little plants that look like they all have little mouths. Uh, And so it made me think of, (laughs) we had Secret Life of Pets. Why don't we have Secret Life of Plants? Where you have like the parlor palm is this like uppity woman who hates everybody and like you have these lithops that are the acapella group the little green guy in the back is like the soloist the little brown guy in the front is doing like the doom 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 so that was my my concept for the week justin you go uh mine's about two college guys road tripping to kind of get away everyone knows they're going they get a little car trouble get stuck in a motel and uh we see if they survive all right um, mine is kind of touching on what's going on right now. It is, uh, just kind of a, I don't know, in my head, it's kind of like a little love story where two people meet in a protest. So it'd really be kind of done. Um, can't remember the movie. I had thought of it, but now I forgot. Oh, uh, searching where it's like all social media and stuff. Uh, John, um, oh yeah. yeah. Kumar. yeah, yeah. John yeah. Cho, John Cho. Yeah, so it's all done through like social media and like screen sharing and stuff like that. So, but instead of a father searching for his missing kid, it's a love story. Searching for the processor. (laughs) All right. So, uh, what are we going to go with this week? What are we? I have have a special fourth pitch if you're in. Okay. I think there's an app where like, I think it's called Endeavors, where people can like uh, reach out to other people and like do things for money. Like, have dinner with them, things like that. Not, like, necessarily prostitution. And I was thinking about, like, what if we had a female serial killer that did that? That went on a dates with guys, like, douchebaggy rich guys, and, like, murdered them. Like, <laughs> basically... Like a female a serial killer? serial killer. Yeah. Like a, a realistic serial, a female serial killer. I feel like if a serial killer was going to happen as a female, that's, like, a good one. Like hustlers, but they kill the guy. I didn't see hustlers, but yes. Okay. Sugar Daddy Serial Killer. I love it. It could be funny as well as kind of like dramatic. All right, let's do it. All right, let's do <laughs> Sugar Daddy Serial Killer. Sugar right, Daddy bonus, Serial Killer. The pitch was in. We, we already have the name Sugar Daddy Serial Killer. Sorry. So okay, actually, my I, question <laughs> right off the bat, so we look at a TV show like Barry, which is about a serial killer, and he's going through a big life change, learning how to be an actor and all this stuff, and that kind of changes his life. What's kind of the, the event that our serial killer comes up against? You know, does she meet a guy's wife? Does she get pregnant? Does she, you know, 
I guess what is it just day in the life of a sugar daddy serial killer or is it we watch the sugar daddy serial killer when something goes wrong and she has to finagle her way out of it or I like I like that but my question for this whole thing would be is she doing it to pay off a debt in general is she doing it for the thrill of it or like what is her interior like not what is the uh, crises that she comes across, but what is her motive throughout this whole thing? Like, why is she doing this in the first place? For me, it's it's either TV or movie. And mm-hmm. I think if it's if it's movie for me, I think we're just watching someone who already does it. Like, we don't see the trigger point till later where you find out, like, some rich guy, like, fucked over her mom or, like, her mom was, like, maybe a prostitute or something like that. And she's, like, finding a way to, like, give back to the guys that, like, took advantage of her maybe. If it's a TV show, then I think you like you show a turning point where like this is why she's doing this, and we're just going to follow her journey doing it. So like Dexter, Barry. Yeah, if you go TV show, I think it's probably more like that. But if you go movie, I feel like we're like already jumping in her life. She's killing people, and we're like, oh my god, like she's this is either awesome or spun. And then you kind of find out why she does it. Do we flash back and get the glimpses of why she's doing it, or do we just trickle it out via tidbits throughout the film? I think you trickle out and you have a big trigger moment where actually you actually show something. Like either something happens that like really makes her flashback. Maybe she tells an intimate friend or something. And who is, who's she killing? The sugar daddies. In my mind, she's like Manhattan elite, kind of like these rich guys that are like, maybe not super well known, but like have a lot of money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that as a TV show, honestly, because basically she could be like, a serial killer, and every episode is a different guy, yeah. right? And you can even every, have a, have a lo- like Dexter, like have a love interest, but like still killing other people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then like these guys are most of them are so old anyway that it's not really expected. You know, it, it, they don't expect anything when they find these guys dead. Yeah. Um, and kind of her her journey through each episode is probably you know trying to figure out the next guy whether or not he's getting the chop and then either doing it or sparing his life in some of these. Yeah. So my question then becomes what sets it apart from, I never liked Dexter, but Barry was really intriguing to me because of the, like, he doesn't want to be serial killing, obviously. Like he wants to be an actor. He's just kind of roped in, or this was his job. And then he found out about this other thing. He's like, oh, this is what I want to do. But he keeps getting roped back in. Plus serial killers, we've mentioned a couple. Um, isn't Killing Eve kind of along the same lines? I don't, I, don't, I haven't watched it, but um, I guess what I'm getting at is, she's what, a, is what is the Killing Eve, she's, hot. she's a hired hitman. Yeah. So what is setting... She's doing this on her own, so like she would be more like a Dexter who just kind of like wanted to kill people. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. she's... So, I mean, that sets it apart for Eve, for sure. The thing that would separate this one, I mean, mainly would be like it's a female. I mean, it's also... Just, she's a female perspective. She's ridding the world of... Wealthy, rich, like, like... Yeah. You know, clearly these guys like have families, they're cheating on their wives, they're using their money to pay for her instead of spend time with their children... Or yeah, she's the they... anti-hero serial killer. Yeah. So then I guess, I'm just trying to devil's advocate this one. I guess then at that point, it's what is the end game? Like, what is she killing for the joy of it? Is she killing to rid the word, world of a certain type of person? But everybody's got an end game, right? Unless she's just literally 
off the reservation. She's got to have like a, this is my guy that I'm trying to get to or something like that. Okay. Concept. There it is. She's kind of looking for a man to prove her wrong in a way Mm. because it's like, no offense guys, but men are so problematic and all of them are so problematic in so many different ways. And a lot of them don't even realize that they're problematic. And she's basically kind of on a search to find the perfect man, kind of. And we can have this. this what if her mom story. always told her, like, all these guys are amazing, they're perfect. And she's trying to prove her mom wrong. They're like, they're all terrible. I will find something bad about every single one of these guys that you think is amazing. Yeah, something like that. Or, or you know, we could go with the father backstory or we could yeah. go with an abusive ex backstory or, you know, brother backstory. You know, there are so many things. There are so many reasons why she could be doing this, but I think a lot of it is to find a guy that proves her wrong that isn't just, unfortunately, like selfish to some extent or another. Um, and yeah, I almost feel like season one be, cliffhanger, she kills the boyfriend because he did something wrong. She has a list of 10 things that like she goes by. You mess up one of those, like she'll fucking kill you. I feel like there's also kind of a um, vigilante aspect to it where... Yeah. Power corrupts, money corrupts. She has access to these incredibly rich men whose wealth should not be stockpiled into one specific person because they have all the money that they could ever want for four lifetimes over. And by killing them, not only is she doing, you know, their family a favor, but she's doing society a favor. Kind of the hashtag eat the rich that we have going on. Anyone else seen eat the rich? No. No, I haven't been the hungry yet. I'm not, I'm not cool enough to be privy to these New York City hashtags. Um, a lot of people want to eat the rich or break out the guillotines. So it seems like our next two steps would be an episodic structure and a season A plot and B plot, which the ones that come to mind for A plot and B plot is A plot is her, um, her career as a seasoned killer and being on some sort of watch list somebody's after her her b plot is probably her love life with some boyfriend that gets killed off in the last episode yeah so i think another important thing to also take into account is part of dexter's appeal and also how they got away with a lot of stuff was its location being where they were like he could just go out to the swamps and and drop some bodies or go into the ocean you know so Another I thing, know, I don't know if we necessarily have her as like a Dexter-esque, like chop him up kind of person. Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to figure out is like, who is she? How is she doing this? I How think is she getting she, rid of them? I think she's going to be killing them. The first thing that comes to my mind is she like, she uses a, some kind of syringe and like either poisons their drinks or like stabs them and kills them with some type of thing. Something that would like, like an air bubble in like their heart to give them a heart mm-hmm. attack. Yeah, because the first thing that comes to my mind is if she's killing a bunch of rich white dudes, the police are going to take notice very quickly. However, (laughs) remember that if she is, basically, if she's an escort, the reason why she can get away with it is because these men keep her a secret, right? Mm. They don't want anyone to find out that they're seeing her. And if she does a kind of slow-acting poison or poisons over time or whatever and she's not on anybody's radar because nobody's going to fess up and say oh yeah i'm paying for sex with this woman sure she um, probably won't ha- she's not going to have a real name either yeah she's, she's going to have an internet profile basically where she's like 
not necessarily escort, but like she's like a a sugar baby. Yeah. Basically, yeah, but she's going to be, she'll be hidden in all the finances of these rich white guys, so she'll be killing them without them knowing. Yep. And I don't think the cops would be looking for her because, I mean, one, I think the rolling joke should be like, the cops should be like, it feels like a woman, but like, we know women are not serial killers. Like that one character is like, has the right answer, but the partner's like, dude, there's no such thing as female serial killers. No big deal. The other thing is, um, part of each episode, as she's getting to know these men, the first act of each episode can be her trying to figure out what's the best way to kill this guy without getting caught based on his lifestyle, based on his activities, you know, based on how much of an ass he is, how conceited he is. I have a counter thought to that, which is, I think she should be looking for reasons not to kill them. Oh yeah, for sure. I think the, the, the structure should be maybe like, cold opens would be them on a date and then basically her first impressions of this guy. And then we're left wondering the rest of the episode, is she going to kill this person or is she just going to do her job? Right. Um, Because I also don't think she should kill every single person she comes across. Yep. And on top of that, I'm assuming she's going to have to have some sort of, agency that she's working for or something so she also doesn't want them to be on the case so i think she's gonna have to do a lot of damage control with them or they're in on it as well so yeah so i think i think it's like a super interesting concept i just feel like there's like you got to be airtight with a lot of the little details because it's one of those things that people are going to watch and be like there's no fucking way a serial killer could get away in new york city killing rich white people and then we're like oh Yeah, I feel like cold open them on a date. Act one is kind of her looking for reasons not to kill them. Act two is kind of her figuring out how to kill them. You could even Scrubs inner monologue it where the entire first act, she's really going back and forth. Like in her head, she's like, oh, it would be really easy to just stab him right here. And oh, but then there would be a blood trail leading into the elevator and then footprints getting out. So that would be weird. Oh, maybe he really does care about me. He's asking about my brother, which, you know, nobody really asks me about my brother. Should I leave him? And then it just kind of continues on her inner monologue throughout the entire thing. Yeah, like a Scrubs or or Dexter does that well too. And I think Harry might have that as well. Um, Barry doesn't doesn't do inner monologue stuff. There, yeah, there's not voiceover. Okay, um, so what's the what's the Netflix show where the two kids like? Uh, it's the end of the fucking world. Yeah, that's one of the few shows where they have like multiple interlogs. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they do that. I mean, the other thing is, I really like that. I really like the inner monologue and us kind of seeing her opportunities as they come and her having decide in the mo- to decide in the moment. You know, has he earned it yet? I guess mm-hmm. you could even uh, depending on which route you go, you could even do it like a uh, zombie land where they kind of like stop and tell you mm. like all the things she could do right now. That's a fun one. Yeah. That it's it's in her monologue, but like it's a unique way. It's not necessarily like another show yeah. did it. Another funny idea would be like Jane, the Virgin where it's not even her. It's just like a narrator explaining everything what's going on inside her head at that exact moment and basically mm. that seems th- weird i like it yeah it's basically like, it. like a third party that 
like they're just basically there for some reason i'm thinking like a british man because i'm thinking of the inner monologue in jane when he is a telenovela and he talks like this but i'm thinking like a, a british accent or something would be funny but anyways what if like the voice that we're hearing is like her psychotic side See, and I thought about that. So my thought was this would be a really good opportunity to showcase, like, what if she feels really awful about this and goes through things like depression and anxiety and things like that? But my thought with that is if we portray it in the way that I'm thinking, then it again is leading into that stereotype of like mental illness causes yeah, dramatic also- issues, which I don't want to play into. It's also like sympathizing with a serial killer. <laughs> which is a, a rough tightrope to walk. Right. Because Dexter, at least, we like him because he has no emotions, right? He's kind of, he, he's a sociopath, he's a psychopath. And Barry, we like him because he does have emotions or he learns to have yeah. emotions. Um, the, other, the other thing that we could do is what a lot of other things do, which would be kind of Scrubs-esque, where the scene goes forward where she does it one way and then it, cuts back to the present mm, moment you know yeah. and we never really know what's real you, you find out what's or, real at, at the end of every bag, you know like you find out what's real at the end of every episode no i actually like the idea of basically the third act being she lets them go or she kills them and we don't really know and maybe at the very end of the show we can just throw out a random number like Maybe at the very last episode or something, she gets arrested and it has to pay retribution for all of her crimes. And they say, like, you killed 20 people. And so then, like, the audience is left thinking, going back through everything, like, oh, did she kill that person or did she let them go? So to Danny's point, basically... The season final, we see her marking the names off of lists and you see a bunch of them marked off. And names, like, visibly you've seen, like, you've introduced the characters that way. The audience almost needs to go back and rewatch and know what the names are to know which one she killed. And you can yeah. also leave it, you can leave it vague because I think even with attempted, uh, attempted homicides, you're going to have some survivors. No, yeah. she doesn't lose survivors. She's a winner. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> survivors unless it's intentional then we're going the saw route where she's teaching people to have something to live for i think she just kills him maybe she has one survivor and that's part of our season two is she confronts the survivor and she's like what you really think that i left you alive out of an accident so i had an idea for like a very contained episode where she basically at the end of one we have like an arc to these like two or three episodes where at the end of the episode, she decides to leave somebody alive. The next episode, that person's tied up in her apartment and she's trying to basically talk. I mean, this could be the first few episodes, really, is her trying to talk him into leading a better life and being a better person. But she realizes she's just not getting anywhere and then basically has to kill him or decides to let him go because she doesn't want to continue that life. But I just had this idea of basically, like, we can have the B and C plots going, but the A basically just being her and monologuing, talking to a guy that's tied up in a chair. And maybe that's also when we figure out a little bit more of her backstory and get into it. So it's probably better for, like, a third or fourth episode. But anyways. You could also have that be our kind of, like, cold open to episode one, is she's talking to this guy who's tied up in a chair. She's kind of degrading him, humiliating him trying to talk him into being a better person and it turns out it's a kink thing 
that she's providing a service for him and she's completely serious, but he doesn't know that Mm. he's completely serious saying, I'm going to fucking kill you. Mm. And he's like, I love it. Hit me harder, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. And that's when we kind of learn a little bit more about her. Yeah, I actually like that. So are we going like kind of like a like a dark comedy here, like a little bit of a like Dexter esque? I'm not even leaning like in my mind. I'm thinking like just drama, procedural type drama. I'm leaning towards that too. The more we talk about it, I mean, I think you could go dark comedy, but it feels more drama the way we're talking about it yeah i agree yeah that works for me yeah so i think we're at what are we thinking like 12 episodes yeah i mean 13 10 13 definitely wouldn't want to go like 20 because then you're i think that the important thing would also be to tell an actual story because it's one of those things, man, like if it went too long, then people would just start questioning like, okay, how many people has she killed? Why aren't the cops after her? Also in my head, thinking more network or like A&E or AMC at the worst. So I'm also trying to think of ways to broaden it a little bit. Uh, What do we think she does for a job? Like her day job? She have one? I don't think she has one, but I think she has a cover up. You know, maybe she's a waiter as a cover. I almost feel like she's like a computer analyst or something like that. Something with computers. And that way, like, make, doing, using her online profile to, like, find people is easier. Yep. Maybe she works at a social media network. It makes it easier for her to scrub things and, like, find people. So I was going to say, she would have to have some sort of hacking. Um, well, I wouldn't say hacking, but she's going to have to some, have some kind of com- decent computer knowledge or, like, high computer knowledge. Well, so that I could imagine. also the the other thing is that could also be why she keeps her boyfriend around. He could be mm. an asset in that way, and she kind of tricks him into doing these things for her, and he doesn't really know why. But she she covers it up well, and she's a good liar, and she doesn't use it too often so that he gets suspicious, you know. And he can be an alcoholic for all we care, and and that's kind of how she keeps him oblivious. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking she was like. She's like works at social media. She finds these people, but then she uses like Ashley Madison or like Endeavor, yeah. whatever it is, like to find them. She does not. She's not a prostitute per se, but she uses places where people meet up. They don't necessarily like do sexual favors, but they do like dates that maybe lead to sexual favors. But like kind of like your G-rated or your PG-rated stuff versus like a prostitute. So I have a pretty wild idea. Oh God. So the first episode we start, she's in a hotel room. She's just talking so shitty to this guy. Turns out the guy loves it. Like we think she's about to kill him. The guy loves it. And it turns out to be a kink throughout the episode is basically her tracking through her mind. We don't ever see her go to work, but we see her have this side guy that we just assume is her boyfriend. That's like giving her information. She's plotting how she's going to get this guy At the very end, she kills him or she doesn't. The very last three minutes is her in a car, on a train, something. She's a trophy wife. And the reason she's doing this is because her husband is just the worst person and holds an amazing amount of shit over her. Basically, like, treats her like shit. So she turns around because she can't kill her husband. She kills other people that are just as evil as him. What if, like, we don't even see your husband for, like, most of the first season? Yeah, like we see we see pictures of him. We see the kids or whatever, but we never actually see him. So we're always wondering, like, is he dead? 
I think the idea of her being a trophy wife that cannot get to her husband because like there's something there that he can hold over her and say, if you ever leave me, this will come out and it will fucking ruin your life. And she can't get to him. So she gets to everyone else that's like as bad of a person as he is. And she knows, and he's like a horrible person. He goes out and yeah, uh, so she finds he's like... I think if you did go that route, it would definitely separate the show because I don't think there's anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm tempted to make... Like, I guess if we're going for, like, the sugar baby thing, I'm tempted to make her young. Mm. Um, I'm tempted to make... And maybe, like... This may be fucking weird. What if she's, like, super... Like, mid early mid-20s, super perky, super happy. Like, you would see her and be like, she is not but she's a trophy wife that could be it could also be that it it comes out over time that she married one of her sugar daddies yeah sure. yeah yeah and that's that's what that is and he knows that could be what it is is that it comes mm. out over time that she married one of her sugar daddies because he was the one left alive he was the one that survived so he knows that she's a murderer and he's like well you know i'm not going to turn you in if you keep doing this but if you stay with me we can you. have a great life together and I'll protect you. Yeah, and that's a that's a fun one. But then why does she do it? If she found the right guy. Well, he's not the right guy. He's an ass. He's he's holding all she this gave him shit a chance. over her head. She gave him a chance and he he failed, basically. But she can't it, kill him because he knows something. And then it could be then it still could be at the end of season one, you know, she kills him. I definitely think she kills him, and then we don't know what happened to the information. I think maybe she has a separate boyfriend that's, like, her age, and that's where she really fucked up because she's finally killed someone who is attached to her in the real world. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways you could go with it. I think at the end of the day, it's just, like, I don't once, you have, I... once you have your concept, it's, like, yeah. the twists and turns are going to, like, change. They could change weekly. Right. And I don't know that I kill the husband until the end because I think, like, I, I think you kill the boyfriend, and I think yeah. you could, I think you could kill either one, and like either path works. I think if you have the husband there, then there is a motivation for There's her to continue. Always new motivation, though. I mean, name a show that hasn't like been able to pull something off, you know? Yeah, but does it work all the time? It doesn't. No, I'm I'm not saying you should kill. I'm saying if you did, there's still a way to do it. Gotcha. I mean, it's like the husband's the bad, bad. Eventually, people end up killing the bad, bad too early. It happens. You yeah. can come back for it. I mean, if the husband dies, then it becomes like, where? what happened to the information he had? Where did it go? And she's chasing that person, trying to find it. Then there's the I, new person with the information. I think if you run it, let's say, uh, 60 episodes or uh, five five seasons at 12 or 13 episodes, at the end of the fourth season, you could kill the husband and get away with having the fifth season be about, because by that point you're actively rooting for this lady. Sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, then the fifth and final season could be a complete flip on everything that we've seen and it be about her trying to find the information. And maybe there's not near as much killing in the fifth and final season, but it's more about, the vindication for her getting the information, clearing her name and well, you know, clearing her name and, um, and being done with it. I mean, in my mind, this show is three seasons. I think anything after that, like you're writing new things, but I mean, I would set it up for three seasons and then you like go from there. 
Yeah. So yeah. fair. I mean, I would do the same thing at the end of season two, kill the husband. And then the third season be, I mean, yeah, shit at that point, if you're thinking three seasons, the first season could be all killing the second season. We could be introduced to her at the end of the first season. The big like thing could be that we introduce her to the husband or introduce the audience to the husband. Yeah. And then at the end of season two, we kill him. She has to get like, figure that out. That's yeah. kind of what I was thinking. Like, I don't know if you go and planning for five unless like you have like this big long plan. I think for this show, it seems like it's pretty Start simple. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so we have a female, what are we going to say she like does? I think I've, I like the idea of her just being a trophy wife. We have a trophy wife that kills deserving wealthy men. Doesn't have to be men. I guess she's probably going to kill mostly men, but I guess you could throw a woman in there. Yeah. I mean, maybe just to kind of set up breadcrumbs, maybe middle of season one or middle of season two, she has a woman and she basically ends up telling her everything. And that's who end up, ends up getting the information in season three that she has to negotiate with or whatever. And Yeah, I do think she ends up having like a semi sidekick female, like whether it be like she knows all the information. Oh, I didn't mean, I didn't mean sidekick. I mean, this lady becomes like the extorter basically. Oh, I was thinking they got to go get the information from. I was thinking she confessed to somebody at some point. Not maybe not exactly what she does, but like confesses and then maybe does it in a way that like you don't know what she's saying. Yeah. So I think at the end of like, I think you have this woman maybe at the beginning of season one where she's talking like she basically just bonds with her and um, ends up just having a wild time with her. Like, like, you know, or, you know, her job night. And then at the end of season two, like it ends on that lady watching the news of this man being killed and it showed the picture of the wife and she's like, oh, that's that girl. She fucking killed her husband. And then season three is like, she's got the information. How did she get the information? Then we can backtrack from there, et cetera. All right. Do we save the cat? Well, we got to hear the log Wait, line. we got to hear the log line. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what our line is though. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder, as always, that these podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. These ideas are fresh, new, and sometimes submitted by you. Anything said is not meant to infringe on the copyright of any existing work of art, and everything is thought of during this show without any previous influence. If it sounds like something you've already seen or heard, what can I say? That's Hollywood, all out of fresh ideas. Thanks, and enjoy. All right. I think I got it. Cool. Danny's log line. Danny's log line. Okay. Seeking Arraignments is a TV drama procedural about a sugar daddy serial killer. At the hands of a sugar baby in her early 20s, the deserving New York elite meet a sour fate. Can she keep her sweet little secret, or will she find herself in a sticky situation? (laughs) Danny. That is, that sounds like an 80s cartoon synopsis, and I love it. And on that note, guys, uh, do we save it or scratch it? Brian, you go first. I save it.
I love the idea. I love the concept. I love that it's like a gritty, dark drama. Um, and I like the characters already. I'm already like formulating episodic structures and plots in my head. So definitely a save. I save it. I definitely save it. I save it for sure. I mean, I think you could go down some routes that I don't, I don't think people have explored before, which I think is always fun. Agreed. Female serial killers for the win. Let's do it. I'm glad that we uh, tacked on this fourth. Yeah, that was a good one. The old special role there. Guys, this is so much fun. I am so <laughs> glad that we're doing this, even if it's just for ourselves. That was great. At the end of the day, this is like... Uh, are we teen streaming or 18 plus? Either way, that's a fucking great idea to me. I just, love this one. You know? Yeah. I think this kind of is the point of why we're wanting to do this. It shows that we can take a basic idea and develop the format, the structure, and and really kind of take off with it. So, All right. And to finish us out, what have you been watching? I sadly have been watching just like little things in my free time, so nothing major, but uh, David Dobrik. Dude entertains me. (laughs) Why not? Makes me feel 13 again, guys. Oh man, I um I have I think like five or six episodes left of Shiron, the Princess of Power, and it is just so good. It's so pure, and that's my favorite part about it. It's just really pure. So highly, highly recommended. I have not been watching, but I have been listening to script notes again. Mm-hmm. Um, always a great podcast, and uh, it's been really great. And on that note, good night, no everybody. Bye, guys. See you guys.